What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Parents Pod. Hunter and Will are here. We're going to look over what happened in the NC State game and then uh, how in the world this Texas game is going to go. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor. Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online, and it's easy, and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at Raider at primeres.com, through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com, or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right. It is time for the backup quarterback of Texas Tech podcast to, to get going here. Uh, we've got Will McKay, Hunter Davidson. Uh, how are y'all doing? I'm doing good. So, so you're saying as a podcast that we're <laughs> beloved, but also very inefficient and inconsistent. I mostly was meant like we are, we're, uh, I, I guess maybe I made the wrong comparison because I guess what I meant. <laughs> we're more like I, the starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I should have said. Cause <laughs> I, I meant, yeah, because the backup quarterback is beloved can do no wrong, no matter who the starter is. So you're right. We're you're starting. How about this? Of Texas Tech. You're podcast. the quarterback. You're the you're the previously backup quarterback who's been thrust <laughs> into the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way to say it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so let's start with NC State. Hunter, would would you make of what we watched on Saturday? Um, let's see. It's kind of our our worst, the sum of all fears, or you know, something like that, just in terms of offensively yeah I was about to say I don't think it was offensively yeah we're really on our heels right yeah. now I mean it, I my rewatch made me feel better about I don't better is maybe not the right word but less critical of Donovan um for the for the simple fact that he was throwing in obvious passing situations mm. against coverages that had seven or eight guys in coverage and and he had that quite a bit but and, I think you could argue he was in obvious passing situations because of some stupid sacks that he took. Maybe so. And our, our, our ability, our inability to run the ball as well. So that's not solely on him, but yeah. And maybe it is, maybe some of that is too. That's what's hard to tell. You know um, I, I've listened to enough from the coaches um, and, and other people to have an understanding that um, things that are like beyond just throwing the football tough stuff of being a quarterback, they're critical of him in that regard too yeah. um so the you know like before before you throw it like getting into the right play quickly processing what the defense is doing and delivering the ball on time somewhere to avoid bad things from happening um so there so there with that said you know i mean I, that's part of playing the position 
Um, and, and it might be an area that he's struggling in currently, but at the same time, what, what I'm watching is we are, we are unable to run the ball consistently in standard downs or against boxes that look like you yeah. should be able to run the ball against. Right. So if you, if you can't do that, that's an issue. Um, I think NC state's defense was kind of, um, is kind of built to take away some of the quick game stuff. So that, that wasn't really an option. And then you struggle a little bit to pass block. And then you've got an offense that just puts a lot on his plate naturally. And so you throw all those things in there and it's like, so my, my, my thought right now is it's, it's not easy to be the quarterback at Texas tech right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, so it's just hard. It's just a hard job that he has and um, he's struggling. And I, I don't know if that's, you know, that's not unexpected. And um, so that, that was one impression that I had was just um, we're on our heels offensively. We've got some things to, to fix. Um, the quarterback position is hard to play. And then, and then just that our defense played like I thought they would. Defense was which is, so good. Which is good. I still – I texted you today. I'm a little worried that NC State's offense might be bad. Um, but to go – we've seen that situation, a mediocre offense at their place, them starting to roll, momentum behind them. And then the, the – def- I think I texted it to both y'all at some point in the game, like, this is where the dam breaks. Like we've, the defense has played well, but this is where, and really the only time that happened was the trick play. And I don't even know if that counts as dam breaking. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. When you have to break out a trick play, I do want to get back to what you said about Donovan, uh, because I think you're right. I think you, you put a lot on the quarterback's plate. We've seen that in cliff offenses um, and now Kitley offenses that, and I think that's why the pick six is frustrating is because I like the idea of, throwing it there I even like the idea of going deep on fourth and one I think I think that's something that you kind of you can take advantage of some some defenses in that situation um but him and Xavier White weren't on the same page and that just can't happen it can't happen on a fourth and one and it can't happen so badly that not only did you not convert but you gave the other team seven points like that just it can't especially when Miles Price is sitting two yards past the first down with no one around him you know, like <laughs> I don't know what he checked or what he got into because another problem, I don't know if you noticed when y'all rewatched it, um, my Dave, not Davis Mills, not the Texans quarterback, Monroe Mills. Monroe, yep. Yeah. He was four yards downfield. He was blocking for a run play. So he didn't get the memo of whatever Donovan did either. And so I think Hunter has a point where maybe we should see more of what Cumby did with Donovan, where it was like, you are going to do exactly what I tell you. And that sounds insulting, but it's just the nature of being a young quarterback. So correct me if I'm wrong, but he only played quarterback for one year at Friendship, correct? He was only at Friendship He's, for one year, for, I believe. For one year, but that was the only year he ever has played quarterback, period, correct? That's my like before he got to Tech. I, okay. Yeah, I think he was at that big Las Vegas high school that had Yeah, yeah Bishop, he was. But I think he big, played – He was a Bishop like, Warman. This doesn't – I don't know if this counts or not, but I believe he played like JV freshman quarterback and but played varsity receiver. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I I I think the to me, it's it's so funny. The game kind of played out like kind of how we expected, but maybe just to like the amplified degree of as far as like we all knew this was gonna be a bad matchup for the offense. And that played out exactly like we thought it would, but probably was worse than we thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um, the one th- and it's like you guys said, the most frustrating thing to me is is uh you really gave NC State 10 points 
straight up. You gave yeah. you have a muff punt that's inside the 10 that you they, they get a field goal out of. You throw the pick six. Other than that, um, if this is a 17-14 game in the fourth quarter, I mean, you have every chance in the world to, to go win a football game. So, well, how, to me yeah. – go ahead. I was just saying, like, you have every point. Like, if it's 17-14, yes, but even when it's 27-14 – and you, you get the ball, yeah. you get the ball at midfield, and Donovan scrambles out, creates a throwing lane, and then just misses Trey Cleveland for 15 yards. And then that now you're behind the chains. Now you're throwing an obvious passing. Like I, that's what I wrote about today is the first drive to me was the perfect encapsulation of the offensive game plan because you have that excellent first play that gets the Tony Gibson move like the way you motioned price and then you kind of ran like a vert switch like Tharp ran the vert to the sideline and Cleveland ran up the seam that created the space and that's just a ball that Trey Cleveland has to catch like it was yeah, not the yeah. perfect throw but he got he, it wasn't a full extension dive he got both of his hands on it. like it, it, you'll take a 20 yard gain there uh and then the next play is a run play that Taj Brooks hits the wrong gap. And then the third down is a, is an out that Donovan throws behind. Uh, I think it was Loic. And so it's just like, yeah, all three of those could have been first. Oh, speak. What I wanted to say, and we get y'all's opinion on second down, they run counter. Uh, they have Bradley on the right. And I don't know why I'm getting school emails right now. Uh, anyway, um, they have, they have Bradley on the right. They run counter to where Donovan is kind of like reading that backside in backside linebacker that, and we saw it all game. Those back, those linebackers were like hauling, but the moment they saw mesh point or pullers, they were flying into the box. And so I don't, I really don't, I would love to know why we didn't take advantage of that. Why Donovan just, and that looked like an RPO because Bradley was running yes. like, a, like an end. It was like, why were we not doing that? It, like until they until we made them kind of back up a little bit, but then I guess and, and that, Donovan didn't yeah. pull it and throw it, so I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the deal was there. So yeah, I, I agree with you, and I I always feel like, uh, and I felt like going into the, going into the game that you were going to have some opportunities to do exactly that on RPOs. And the thing the the thing that to me the one thing that I was encouraged by was on the rewatch, I felt like Kitley had a pretty good beat on what he needed to call both for his guys to be successful and to attack this defense. So, I, you know, just like any play caller, there's going to be some things you disagree with, with how they do it. Every, yeah. it's Heather, you would know, every single game you're going to be like, I probably should call that different. Yeah. But oh, as far yeah. as his game Kintley playing. disagrees with as many calls as he made as yeah, we do. he does. He does. But the, but the thing that I liked was he seemed to really have a good beat on what they needed to do. But they, like I said, there weren't as many RPOs. And also, uh, you know, back to Donovan and, you know, whether that play, that second play was an RPO or not, looked like it was, he made the wrong decision. And then, two throughout the game, it looked like there were a handful of uh, zone read plays where he should have kept it, and he had some big yardage if he would have kept it and run it. And I've noticed this the first two games, too, to where it looks like a designed RPO because the end is unblocked. Um, the end that he is reading is unblocked. But a lot of times he's handing it off even when the end is biting. So I don't know if that's just a thing where they've just made a decision that they're going to run the look and they're just going to hand it off. Yeah. Or if this is Donovan making poor decisions, I want to lean towards the latter simply because the most frustrating thing I think right now where we sit in this offense is, is that I think that, you know, 
honestly, I think Donovan's probably your best. He is your best option right now, but he just is so up and down as you know, mentally, whether it's processing and having an internal clock once he snaps the ball, or it's just processing what he's seen on the field and making right decisions. He's oftentimes just making the wrong decision. And I think that's really the frustrating part because uh, Taylor is, you know, like in, in your recap, like you alluded to and Hunter, you did too, there were guys open in a lot of different places to make big plays and we just didn't make them. Yeah. And I think too, what's frustrating about the offense is they're not just bad. They are detriment. Like, I think you can be, we saw Yost offenses be bad. We even saw Cumbie offenses be bad. But not only is this offense right now bad, it is actively <laughs> helping the other offense <laughs> because of turnovers and putting the defense in a bad position. Like you're giving away I when was the last time a team like a tech team has thrown two pick sixes in a row? I can't it, it would have been Alan Bowman, maybe. A <laughs> like that's just that seems pretty rare. And and yet you do it two games in a row, you're lucky to win the to me, a pick six is almost like a block pot. It's just mm-hmm. like once like your chance of winning once that happens just pull on it their average starting field position was the 38 and a half yard line which is i mean that that in and of itself if you're if it's two football teams that are pretty closely matched you are giving them such a massive advantage yeah um so to me it's like it's like you said to me just the biggest problem right now is this team is just getting in its own way way too much above everything else. That's really what's – and not the whole team. Defense, that's its own thing. But offense and special teams, that's that's where you're at right now. I haven't had time to watch your your rewatch yet, Hunter, but what did you notice offensively? Like, was it play calls? Was it execution? What did you think? I mean, no, what, I, what I'm seeing is um, they, are, they are in a defense. And, and, like, I guess NC State – well, I, I, this is another thing that concerns me. Let me take a step back. Um, U of H and NC State beat us kind of badly in very different ways, which, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, after the U of H game, we were like, you know, maybe we're not, we're not going to see many four-man fronts. We're not going to see many teams just have two defensive ends, pin their ears back and put our tackles on islands. And, and you know, it, we may never see it, you know, we may never see it the rest of the year. Well, so we see a, a different defense, totally different, you know, three down linemen, they were dropping eight. I mean, it looked like a lot of what they were doing was Iowa State-esque. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and it was, you know, different than I was expecting. I thought they would bring a lot more pressure. Um, but they mm-hmm. just, like, they did something yeah. to me that a lot of teams can maybe, like, replicate, which yeah. is just, okay, send three. They can't force them to run the ball into boxes where they should run. And then when they can't, now you have Donovan having to throw the ball in obvious passing situations against eight-man coverage defense. So yeah. it's like that, that part was like, oh, wow, I mean, this is – that is very easily replicated. Yeah. Um, that part concerned me. Um, I just – I don't really know why we're not able to run the ball. You know, maybe maybe NC State has a good front. They they obviously have a good defense. They're old. Tony Gibson knows what he's doing. So I can still carve out a little bit of that, you know, maybe this can't be replicated type feeling that I had after U of H. Um, but it, but it's, it's definitely much, much more concerning for me because – um, at my rewatch, I was not as hard on Donovan, which again concerns me, makes me more concerned because if yeah. I if I could just be like, well, it's all Donovan. I mean, he played t- he played bad. Um, he's missing guys that are wide open. We have plenty of time. We you know he he did this this and this. I didn't. I came away from it not. I mean, I still had that, but not as much as I did during my like watching it live. And that and that 
makes me think, okay, there's just like structurally, you know, problems with, with the offense. And, you know, when we were talking about Kitley back in the summer, it was like, are we really going to run the ball? You know, are we really going to be effective running the ball when it's just not something he's done? Um, and another part of that was like, okay, Kitley's had the same quarterback and yeah. for, for the, for a long time now, Bailey, Bailey Zappi might be good. He <laughs> might be doing a lot of things at the line of scrimmage to, uh, to make, to get them into the perfect play. Whereas we wouldn't have that guy to do that for us. Yeah. Um, and so the, those are some of the questions I'm having. And when you said earlier, well, maybe we, uh, you know, take things off Donovan's plate. I, I mean, is that, that's almost kind of like, well, when you run the triple option, why don't we just run the option less? Yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, I'm, I think it's, yeah. a, that is a part of Kitley's offense. The and quarterback that, has to be able to get you in the right play. That's probably the reason Shuck was the obvious choice. Like, and I know we we've talked about maybe it shouldn't have been, but if that is as big of a part as Kitley's offense that it seems, that's probably why. Like he's probably able to at least get them in the right protection, the right play. Um, but I I I kind of disagree with you there, Hunter, because like let's say let's take that first series for example. What if just one of those pass plays, Donovan puts it right on the money. Like we get the twenty yard gain, or then on third down, like he we we saw him against Houston hit that far hash out like mm-hmm. seventeen times. He he just couldn't against NC State. It wasn't co- it was not that it was covered differently. He it's not like he was facing more pressure. He just was six inches inside when he should have been six inches outside. His, Taylor, you would know better than I would. It seemed like his footwork was really off. Like he was really flat footed a lot the whole night. That's kind of his thing to me. He just seemed – he almost seemed like when you uh, – like a baseball player, when you get really – like when you get really good at – like if you're a second baseman and you just get really comfortable at throwing a first. And so your form kind of goes in and out because well, I can get this yeah. ball to first. And so it, it was – his feet have always been weird to me, but his arm seemed like lackadaisical almost to me. Just like I can get this there. I did it all last last – uh, last game because the, like I said you convert yeah. that third and ten on the first drive put that ball on the sideline Loic runs right into it first down I just wonder if you start if you hit every other one of those instead of missing every single one does that lighten the boxes do those linebackers not be yeah. like can because there was never a time where NC State played it didn't seem I can unless y'all can remind me. It, they were always in the advantageous position on defense, except maybe for that one scoring drive when Donovan ran it in. It seemed like every time it was second and ten, third and it was like when Pat was here. It was like, well, it's third and fifteen. He'll probably make something happen. Yeah. And, and Donovan's not Patrick Mahomes, you know, like if that's that's yeah. not a it worked with him, it's not gonna work with Donovan. So I just wonder if you like, yeah, it wasn't all Donovan, but let's say Donovan does make half a third of the throws he missed to open guys. Does that put us in some positions to where they can't pin their ears back? Their linebackers aren't playing downhill. Like they're they're having to read a little bit. I don't know. I I just wonder how that game goes if we if we make some of those easy throws that he misses. Not even all of them, but just half of them. The only thing right now that I think could cure what is ailing you um, is being able to run the ball. That yeah, that would fix awesome. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you were able to do that and figure out a way to do that, which 
to me, the thing is, I think Kittley's adjusted because you haven't really run many like zone concept plays lately. You're running much more like specific, like, uh, like counter, uh, running power, yeah, dart, yeah. like things where you are trying to put specific guys in specific positions to create leverage. Yeah. You're not having your offensive line read zones or having to do anything. It is like so much easier to down block than it is yes. to zone block. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so, that so that's a good adjustment. Like he, he's made the right adjustment there yeah. on knowing what they need to do. But it, it just, it seems like to me, like, and it seemed like to me in the second half, again, it was the same as the Houston game where you started finding a little bit more rhythm running it. But as soon as you would do that, it seemed like you just kind of backed off it and you're like, okay, well this next first down, we're going to throw this out or we're going to run this. And then you end up in second and 10, second and 12, and then you can't run it. So it's the first, the first, I think Hunter pointed out during the game, the first down runs were a problem. Bruff. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, and then the other thing, too, to me was is that when they're dropping eight so much, I understand that a lot of times that NC State was spying Donovan on purpose so yeah. that he couldn't get loose. But to me, my thing is, is like, at, at some point, just get three yards, man. Like, that's like if you're going to run and just slide three or four yards, that's fine. Well, just that, take a positive play. That's he wasn't wanted, doing it like on Saturday. Yeah, when, when Hunter was talking about it looking like Iowa State, what, what that reminded me of was – against Iowa State when Donovan was so successful, it was because we were never behind the chains. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. something wasn't there, he ran for four yards, three yards. It wasn't It wasn't like minus eight or plus 18. It was, like you said, you were, you were always going forward. And so Iowa State kind of had to start to shift their, you know, or not, not even show their hand a little bit, which made it even easier for Donovan. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think right. that's a good point. I'm going to hit y'all with some just uh... – Global numbers. These are FBS versus FBS only. All right. First one is points per drive. Offensive points per drive is 1.62. That's 91st in the country. Okay. Defensive point points per drive is 1.65. That's 39th. And now that's not taking out field position. You know, it's taking out the pick sixes, but not field position. I mean, we've had multiple drives where we've held them to a field goal and I'm like, that was an outstanding result. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, next one is yards per play. This takes out garbage time. So we don't get the benefit of the 40 yard pass to bear from Baron to Xavier on the last yeah. play of the game. Um, offense is 5.07, which is 93rd in the country. Defense is 4.23, which is 14th in the country. Wow. Uh, next one is available yards. And that's just, you know, the percentage of yards that you gain from the point of your drive. So if you start the ball at the 50 and you gain 20 yards, you gain 40% of available yards. Um, Offense is 41%, which is 87th. Defense is 34%, which is 24th. I mean, those are really good numbers. And we've played, like, compared to the teams that we're we're being compared against here, we've played arguably two power five teams, you know, and and not – you know, both of them weren't at home, you know, played one on the road. Yeah. Uh, I think arguably if you, you know, we've played some of the, maybe the t- one of the tougher schedules uh, to this point compared to some of these other teams, at least some of the ones that are ahead of us in yeah. these stats. Yeah. And then, uh, but conversely, um, you know, I think uh, like the teams, some of the teams behind us offensively maybe have played tougher than us if you, if you want to look at it that way. But um, I mean, th- those numbers make sense to me from what I've seen. It's just, uh, we're on pace to be just, 
to speak bluntly, I mean, we're on pace to have one of the worst offenses we've seen around here. And that's saying something because Yost had a, his, had a historically bad air raid offense. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's looking worse than that. I would not have, I would, I really w- would not have guessed that. Like I had some, some concerns about Kitley due to lack of his, his lack of experience, but I don't, I don't think that's what we're seeing. Like, I, I don't think I don't either. I don't think that's what we're seeing. Either. I think you have a, I think it's like the, like I said last week, it is the most frustrating problem, but I think you just have a lack of talent on that side of the ball. I think specifically in two positions, you are lacking talent. Long, just being on the offensive line, you just don't yeah. have the guys that you need. And then two, for for how you recruited on paper on at, at your skill positions, you just don't have very much legitimate speed or game breaking ability at receiver, and that is a big problem right now. Because yeah, they're all the same. Can't just yeah, you can't other than Miles and maybe Xavier White and Nehemiah Martinez, who are pretty much all your interior guys. Who do you have that is a guy that you're just like, I'm going to run the screen, make a play, or I'm just going to throw you a stick, make a play, or just or, or, or get you in space, go make a play. You just don't have those that many kind of guys right now on offense. Because I do wonder how how important was Jareth Stearns to what Kitley did because you had to respect him up the seam. We saw it <laughs> firsthand, what, what he could do. And Because I know me and Hunter argued about this. I think the receivers are good. I just think you have six Des Bryants, you know, like, you have six just like incredible, like rebounders, like basketball players. And you don't have any, like, I would, I, we, we have not completed a pass that traveled more than 20 yards downfield against in our two power five games. Yeah. That's, I think we've drawn two pass interference penalties that yeah. I can recall. And, yeah. and one of them, it's, I didn't like the throw. I mean, I think it sh- a good throw was a touchdown to Cleveland. Oh, yes. On yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we just, I don't know. It, like, I don't know if that's the receiver's fault necessarily, but they share in some of the that, the blame for you can't <laughs> well, catch a ball. So, yeah. Go ahead. Will. So, 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 so something that I, I thought we would try to take advantage of on Saturday was how much bigger our receivers are were than NC State's corners. And, we, we threw some routes, but they were never like go up and get it plays, really. They were all just like, hey, I'm going to run this comeback or I'm going to run this out. Like just throw like throw it rolling. I'm going to catch it. Where I think with these guys, um, and you, it, you, y'all are going to laugh at this, but the best thing that Neil Brown ever did as a play caller when he was here, specifically in 2012, when he had, um, when he had more and Ward as just two outside receivers, neither of who, by the way, are exactly speedsters mm-hmm. he would just he would just uh he had this rule in their offense that once you got to the 40 yard line every fourth play was going to be an end zone shot no matter what every at least every four plays i'm throwing an end zone shot to me maybe it's something where you start scheming some stuff like that where hey i've got all these big bodies and you know donovan's kind of struggling processing so maybe we're just going to call these plays where hey we're bigger than uh, we're bigger than their corners, so we're just going to throw it up and go make a play. Because because I think that's how you maybe you need to take advantage of them right now. The other thing too for me, I wonder if uh, and I don't know how much he's ever run before, but we haven't really seen any like twenty or twenty one personnel where you're in two back ever. 
Yeah, I, I would personally like to see both Sarager and Taj on the field at the same time to try, yeah. try to create some mismatch problems and make the defense kind of guess on where you're going with the ball. Yeah, I would like to see that. And I do think you have a point. I think we're using the skill set of our receivers, their size. I think that's why we've seen so many deep outs, so many comebacks, yeah, so many – because true. you basically are boxing the guy out. Like, I mean, on the, the big drives against Houston, how many of those did Donovan throw? A ton, you, yeah. You are I, missing – I talked about those shots. Those some. We, we've we've had – those were the – when I'm thinking about our receivers, I'm thinking of really competitive catches on those routes yeah. that you're describing. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that's great, but it's – not a lot has to go right, but – um, that's like a seven yard gain for the most of the time, you know, and it's like, well, we, we need to, this game. Was a perf- yeah. This game is a perfect example of those plays, wrong. you know, plays when our guys can competitively beat a guy and make a tough catch. Yeah. That needs to result in more than seven yards. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just yeah. saying for an offense, for our offense to be a, a you know, super effective, it needs to be because otherwise when you're relying, if you like, we can't rely on that to go down the field. Yeah. I don't think. No, you're no. right. You're right. And that's what I mean by like, that's Donovan being six inches off in all of those throws Saturday. It's a problem. That's what yeah. we saw because all of them are contested. They're, they're very, like, you have to be very accurate on them. But I, because to me, like, I think this is a misconception. Like I think, and I think a lot of people would have like quarterback coaches would agree with this. The deep ball is one of the easiest to throw. Like that's like there Donovan can throw that or he wouldn't be playing quarterback at Texas tech. Like it's as simple. Like I know people have a problem with how much air he puts underneath it, or he short arms it sometimes, but he can throw a deep ball. Uh, and so I, I do wonder, do we not trust our offensive line to protect? Do we not protect? Do we not trust Donovan to read it? Do we not trust our receivers to go get it? Like I do. I wonder, I just, I wonder what what's the, the missing ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it possibly could be that. I, I think to, um, it, you know, and we've talked about it a ton. We talked about it coming to the season. Your tight ends are just non-existent as far as like being a weapon really right now. I know Tharp had a couple of pretty nice catches, but the the thing with him is it's the same as it was last year where if you have him in, he, as much as I'd say it, he's pretty much just a liability as a blocker. Yeah, don't um, even try. Right now. Yeah. Don't try. He, he just, it's not something that's in his, in his wheelhouse yet. Too Maybe tall. as he gets older, it becomes. <laughs> probably. Um so, and then, I, you know, with Teeter, is he just not good enough of a receiver straight up for you to, you know, to just trust he him? He played to go eight catch a snaps balls? Saturday. That he is played, weird. weird. I noticed right? He played yeah. eight snaps well, and he hasn't, you know what it was. he hasn't been targeted yet on a pass. Well, so what I and thought it was. Against the power five team. Yeah. Right. What, what I thought it was in the second half, we went five wide so much. And my assumption was, is that Kitley was doing that on purpose to try to help Donovan read the defense easier and also try to stress them out where they could quite do as much as they wanted to do. I also don't get why we're not seeing any slot fades, any like smash routes. Like if that, if our speed is in the slot, why are we not? Cause those are like a, a slot fade is a quick hitter. And so we don't have to protect forever. So I just wonder why we haven't, I guess, like I asked about the, the what's the disconnect, why aren't we throwing the ball downfield? That that's just that's my ultimate this, question, I guess. This this last week it may have been just because the style of defense you're playing, where to make plays, to take the top off the defense, you're gonna have to have a speed guy probably go just go make a play yeah. downfield to beat that defense over the top. Yeah, which is funny as it is, 
the biggest play, the probably the biggest play the offense made last year against Iowa State, similar defense, right? Was whenever you threw one on what was like fourth and three, and you threw one over the top to Miles Price. Yeah. So and then you you also yeah. had Miles Price on an awesome uh, corner route, like that he. I yeah. have no idea how. I think it was one where he got hurt. He should have no dead. idea how he caught it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think we're bearing the lead a little bit here because Hunter asked the question this week before the game, like. We've been fooled before. We were kind of fooled last year, even though last year's defense was weird. Do we have a legitimate Power 5 defense? And even with my concerns about the NC State offense, I think the answer is yes. And I, like to me, the, the definition of a legitimate, quote-unquote, legitimate Power 5 defense is top 40 in the country, yeah. like yeah. out of all the teams. So that's right. roughly upper half of Power 5. I mean, like I, I have almost – Zero doubt. I mean, I, like, I, if you ask me to put a percentage on that, it's like 98% that the answer is yes. I wow. think we have a, a top 40 defense. I think the, I mean, it's just from the personnel. And, you know, I was saying like the, our offense, the concern there is I think structurally, I, I'm like worried about it. But like the defense is the total opposite. I think structurally, I, there's answers. Like we have a defensive end who is legitimate. He, he's a <laughs> serious, serious problem. Um, NC State's left tackle. I mean, I was like, I read a little, was reading about them, and like, a lot of those NC State guys, they think he's like an NFL guy. He was number yeah. one uh, pro football focus graded left tackle going into the game. And like Tyreed, I mean, had his way with him for the most yeah. part. And he was getting double teamed. I mean, they were mm-hmm. sending help over there. So you have mm-hmm. a, a legitimate edge rusher. And when you listen to DeRuiter got a question this week, which he gets every week, what is the most <laughs> impressive thing about Tyree? Uh, the first time he answered, his pursuit to the to the football and like energy and effort. And then this most recent one was he's like, he's not a one trick pony. He sets the edge in the run as good as anybody. And I mean, some of the times when he's doing it, I watched him set the edge and then use the offensive lineman to tackle the running back on a, on a run play. It's like, that's brilliant. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why, yeah. why doesn't everybody do that? I mean, that's genius when you think about it, but so you got, that guy's a problem. We have kind of a, a unicorn of, these two interior defensive linemen who've been in the system for a long time who've played. I mean, I remember in 2019 when we played Texas and Austin and Jalen Hutchins and Tony Bradford were played like 80 snaps in that game. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just, they're, they're older. They're good but right now. Yeah. So you've got, you've got some interior defensive lineman options, a really, really good edge rusher and the most experienced defensive back group in the country. I mean, and they physically, when they're coming through the gate, like Rashad Williams and Muddy Waters and Malik Dunlap, like they're they're like, oh my God. I mean, they, yeah. they look the part walking out there. And, and even Reggie Pearson, who's small, is like yeah, that's yeah, good point. And maybe the best one's Dadrian Taylor. I, I I was reading um kind of inside Texas, their report. I mean, they're like oh, their guys who have watched us our three games came away from it thinking that Dadrian Taylor's like one of the best players on the defense, second best behind Tyree and could play on Sundays was kind of their, their thought. So just the pieces are just there. Krishan is 27 years old. (laughs) I mean, it's just, uh, it's, I'm not surprised by it. Although the only surprise I have is just what you're saying of like, I've thought this before and it was not the case, Yeah, but I, I I feel I've never felt this way about the defense. You know what though, even or go ahead Taylor. No, you're good. Go. So, you know, even though, you know, I agree with you there, Hunter, the difference, I think, in those defenses, even the ones we were like, yeah, this looks pretty good. There are always every game was a couple plays where you're like, oh, uh, that didn't look good. Or like somebody just blew some huge assignment or, 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 or totally biffed on something. Last week against uh, NC State, 
other than the trick play, they really didn't have, except maybe one other true, I think one other true explosive play. Like I mean, their the first you, play from scrimmage or second play, something like that. Yeah. Was like a long and, pass. And what's funny is, is, you know, when it's kind of, I feel like really the only place where it feels like this defense can get got is because of how aggressive they play. You're going to get them on some screens. Oh, and yeah. Things like that. That really yeah. was it. That was it. NC State got, that was where got them they, on screens too. But that's where they got all of their yardage, other than yeah. the trick play. That's where they got all their yardage was on a couple of screens. Um, so you know, I I'm I'll live with that. If you play your run defense as sound as you do, and if your corners are making plays on balls downfield, I'll live with that. Because yeah. like Hunter said to me, if you can consistently do that, you're gonna be a top 40, top 40 defense. Yeah. I, and even like screens are the problem because that's not even counting the one where Tazon fumbles. And then you also – NC State had a, a good screen for, you know, 15, 20 yards that got called back for block of the back. And now, like, screens are an issue. But as sound and as solid as everything else is, if that's what we have to give up, that's what we have to give up. But I, it also wouldn't surprise me if DeRuiter figures it out. <laughs> like, he, like, we were worried about getting burned, and he figured that out, you know, after the first game. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know – I that defense deserves a lot of credit. They deserved better than the offensive performance that they were given, you know, really against Houston. Like they should have been able to rest okay. against Houston. They, they, like they deserved a win against NC State. And so just, you know, it'd be nice to, to kind of pay them back offensively this week. Uh, and I, I, guess, I do think they got worn down a little bit against NC State. I mean, the, the drive right. that NC State had, where we punched the ball out yeah, was kind yeah. of a was kind of a backbreaking. Yeah, drive. that's and, true. And was, yeah, you know it was yeah. it was an eight minute plus. They were starting to gash us a little bit um, on the ground, and I think it influenced. I know it influenced McGuire's decision to go for it on fourth down. Yes. the fact that they had the ball for the whole quarter, um, and so but that's the only thing really I, uh, that I can be critical about them, and not and maybe not turn the turning people over as much, but that's so much luck. It, it really mm-hmm. is. I mean, if you. People and as much pull- as Tyree is getting after people, you would think the turnovers will come. Like that's you. That's usually what people say. And as long as our some of our DBs are, they're gonna get their hands on some balls. Uh, what what I really like about Deruder, and this is kind of like an old Premier League like uh, trope, is that you oh, don't God. have to you don't have to make a bunch of like you hire a good manager, you don't have to like make a replace all your players. They put them in positions to succeed. They make the players you have better and then you can add to it. And I feel that like that's what Deruder has done. Like Tyreek Matthews, has he made a play since he's been here? And then he makes Dude. a play in the backfield on a run that I didn't know he was capable. I thought it was Reggie Pearson. And then I look up and that's Tyreek Matthews. And I think like as, as good as Rabbit has been he has not been this good you know Rayshad Williams has been just as you know he's been better Malik Dunlap couldn't Dunlap. Even play last year and Tyree now he, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah Gary Wilson yes I mean, they moved him Phil Bleedy I mean it's a position change yeah I, that's true yeah I know it's it's very very close but we're doing things with him that we didn't do that's true year. yeah and, and within it, weeks of the new staff coming in you were hearing rumors of like they're not using this guy right Right. Yeah. Tyree Wilson is being completely not <laughs> he's an, used. He's not a way. linebacker. Yeah. But I just think that's something that DeRuiter deserved credit for, too, is you've got guys. I mean, Bryce Williams, like the worst. That story makes me so sad what happened to him. But he's a perfect example. He was playing 
really well too before he got hurt. You know, he was, he was, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That's an injury that uh, is concerning because switching gears, you know, I think they are going to run at Josiah Pierre. Like most of our run plays that I'm watching, it, it seems to me like he is, is not setting the edge the way we would probably want him to, to do it. Um, and I'm not and, even sure he has the body to do it. Like that's something that Tyree, that's like why Tyree can do what he does is because he is a massive human being. And these guys that we're playing and um, the guys that will be carrying the football are yeah. scary. Like, yeah. Super, super yeah. scary. Uh, it's not just Bijan. Um, it's other guys. They got, it's Roshan Rochon. Johnson, the backup. Uh, it's Keelan. I think they have like 40 guys, last name Robinson or Johnson or something. But <laughs> Keelan, they're all really – they run really hard and are physical. I mean, Bijan, you can't tackle him. It, it, you have to have like at least two guys there. Yeah, and yeah. you cannot you cannot let him get out into space. Um, but so we're, he's really going to test our the strength, I think, of our defense, which is just kind of being good, close to the line of scrimmage and, and being physical. I um, think that's – that that'll be the biggest difference between last year and this year. And he still might be, have a great game because he is a great football player, but he, he didn't, I didn't, I mean, like, this is a weird phrasing. He didn't necessarily earn it last year. It was given to him. Like he is an, he is an amazing football player. We weren't even lined up. We weren't even like covering him sometimes. I don't think that'll happen this year. Like if he has a great game, he will have earned that great game. And that's really, to me, all you can ask against it. Because it's like I texted Hunter earlier. Like, I think we could handle Bijan. I really do. I think we could handle Xavier Worthy. I think we could handle Jordan Whittington. I'm not sure if you can handle all three. No. I, I don't know if you can. And it's that's going to be the thing to me is I'm sure maybe I need to be wrong. How the smartest way to play this, if you're a smart defensive coordinator, is you're going to try to stop them from running the ball at all costs, right? Or you are at least going to have you're going to try to lock down both their tailbacks because both of those are in both guys are NFL tailbacks. Yeah, you're going to really focus on them. So then, what that makes makes you do is is Xavier Worthy. You're going to have to win one on one with him, and that's a tall task to do consistently. Um, it's like, you know, it's this weird thing of like, at some point, do you just, at some point in the game, just put Tyler, I, I thought about this week, put Tyler Owens on him because they're both just track stars and see if he can cover him. That is what DeRuiter did against uh, Take Dell in big downs. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, like he, I, I don't know. It obviously worked, but I, I, you know, Worthy might be a different animal. I'm not sure. The interesting thing here, too, is that I just actually, as funny as I haven't thought about it just now, Tyler Owens played against these guys in practice for, for a full year in this offense. <laughs> That's true. I've, so he maybe he'll have the Malik Dunlap versus NC State game. <laughs> yeah, they uh, almost – I've watched the Alabama and the UTSA game, and it's a lot of pistol, a lot of downhill runs, and then they try to – get you in a position where you're selling out to stop it. And they, it's deep shots. Yeah. yeah, A lot of deep shots. And I think a uh, card is maybe not as, as good as throwing those as maybe yours is. Um, but what they're really most effective um, outside of their run game is the quick game stuff. I mean, they, they get it out to these, to these guys a lot. And UTSA was maybe like having some success stopping the run, but they had no chance uh, on the perimeter, like really quick perimeter throws when they were like, geared up to stop the run and it so 
that part that is something I think is maybe the strength of our of our defense. And it's like a it's a one man show. It's Muddy Waters is a like he he's a one man wrecking crew on those on those plays. Now like do we have him on the right side of the field? And like it can he can he do it the same way whenever they there's a, the threat of Bijan Robinson running at the right. same time? That's yeah. a, a question. Uh, what card is is fast too? And and what was weird is he was limping throughout the whole UTSA game. Yeah. And then he would take off running and was like <laughs> sp- like sprinting down the field, no issue. So, but I mean, it was a noticeable limp. So like the, the ankles is bothering him for sure. And like they have a, they're gonna play yours. It doesn't matter. Their wildcat stuff is not like a gimmick wildcat. It, no. They run it a ton. Yeah. And they've got all kinds of stuff they do out of it. Like they have RPOs, like they're clearly running pass routes yes. out of it. And so you've got Roshan Johnson taking the snap and he's running a, what looks like the zone read. And then there's like a five, this number zero is a tight end. That's like leaking out of the backfield. They've got guys running slants. They ran it to, they had a 70 yard run against UTSA doing it. They do it in the goal line a lot. I mean, it, it like, it looks legitimately hard to stop. It's yeah. not like, Oh, it's wildcat type, like fourth and one, third and one only situation. No, they're, yes. they're going to be in it. I I saw that, and I I would like to see us do some of that. I think like Sir Roderick and Taj back there would look pretty good. Uh, that like I think people underestimate Sark because he's had like his own weird journey, personal struggle stuff, but he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, he was, he is really good at designing an offense at play calling. I mean, like, no, I, it's very rare to like when, before yours got hurt, like Alabama defense was guessing and they were guessing wrong. And so like, he worries me because he's good at what he does. He was, he, he pretty much owned us last year. And the thing is, if you don't stop their run game, like I, like we, how many, like we, how many times did we watch Hudson card and, or me, maybe it's just me. And I thought this guy hung 70 on us, this guy. And yet yeah. when you can, when you, when they were able to run the ball the way that they were, that's why <laughs> like you have, you cannot make it that easy for them. And so, I don't know. I, you're probably right. Your first thing is probably to stop the run and, and just kind of take your chances after that. And I just don't know. I guess my concern is, if can we stop the run if we want to? Yeah, I don't know. That's really what it comes down to as far as as far as like truly playing effective defense. Um, going back and watching that Alabama game, that's really how they were able to limit that Texas offense. And obviously, you had Card coming off the bench, you know, yeah. coming coming cold, and then he was limping around that game too. But that no, that was kind of how they limited them. Is that from for big, big chunks of the day, Bijan just couldn't run the ball. Yeah, um, but they're also Bama. So yeah. that's also <laughs> they have a part lot of it. personnel than we do for sure. Um, but uh, but the thing the thing to me though is is you know how does Tyree and this defensive line affect the game? Because I know, like I said, I, I thought UT uh, they played a solid game against Alabama, and Will Anderson was visibly frustrated for a lot of that game. He made a lot of mistakes. Probably the worst game of his career as an Alabama player. Yeah. Um, but. <sighs> You know, they still have a really young offensive line, and I just wonder at some point if you can take advantage of that. Yeah, the the thing that – like, because, you know, DeRuiter likes to mix up his fronts during a drive, and so maybe that confuses them. I was also just thinking, what if you played 
lineups where it was Tyree, Bradford, um, Hutchings, and Bleedy on your line. That way, like, you may not have the well, – I mean, I think Bleedy can rush the passer, but you've got the beef to stop beef. the run – but you've also still got Tyree out there, you know, <laughs> to get like, I, I do wonder if you might, you might see less Pierre just cause this isn't like, maybe he's a third long guy. The, the other thing too with DeRuyter is, is traditionally he has a lot of success against younger quarterbacks because they get really confused looking at whatever he's doing. So does that come into play here? Uh, and what's interesting though, is like the last two weeks you've played, like really old, really veteran quarterbacks, and you've been able to really slow them down. So, uh, you know, how does that come into play this week too? Just your ability to scheme. Yeah. What's weird is I feel better about predicting how that matchup is going to go. I have no idea what we're going to do against their defense. I, I'm kind of at a loss there. Is, is overshown that – has that appeal ruling come out yet? No, but I, I okay. I would be. I don't think I mean, they'll it shouldn't overturn it. You don't. Oh, see, I, don't I figure. I think they will. I think they will. It doesn't look. It looks like a bad call to me. Now I have. I don't know about the process of overturning it. I don't either. Like once they upheld no, I don't it, either. I thought it was. I, mean, already, I thought it was already, a bad call too. Yeah, they but they looked at it on video and upheld it once. Yeah. So, I, um, it was a. It was in a huge moment of the game too. But, um, I don't know. He's a big part of what they do. He's, he's kind of like a. A, a really good uh, Josiah Pierre type. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, their defense looked really good against Alabama up until they needed to. But, like, for the season, they haven't been great. Like, they've been okay. But, the, but like, it's not like our offense is in prime position to take, you know, advantage of that. And that's why, I like, I just have no, I have no idea. Their, their front looks good. And yes. they have a lot of them, and they're big. Yeah, you know? it's kind yeah, of like a classic. It, it, yeah, it looks like a kind of a classic defensive line for them, and so that's problematic. I mean, I don't see us solving being able to run the ball with handoffs Saturday. Right. I don't, I don't see us solving um, our tackles one on one being able to block a defensive end that has his ears pinned back on in an obvious passing situation. Which, yeah, which is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. So that 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 part is is concerning. Like Frank Harris for UTSA, because now I've seen him twice against U of H and UT. I mean, yeah. he is like a magician. He's just like elusive, yeah. Um, and got them out of so many sacks. And they um they 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 move the ball against UT, especially in the first half. Uh, a lot of quick, I mean, five yard routes. Yes, uh, yes, and, yeah, and stuff that I just don't. You know, I, I haven't seen us do a ton of it. Their offense is much different than ours. It's the Yost uh, offense. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, that, that part scares me. But at the same time, you know, I, I do th- – I mean, we are kind of due to offenses get better, quarterbacks progress, um, you know, you you learn from things. So, like, it's not going to surprise me if we uh, look better than we have all year, I mean, other than the Murray State game. But that, that, that part won't surprise me if it happens. Is yeah. it likely? I don't know. Because um, we've seen, yeah. I mean, 2020, Texas comes in here as what? What they end up 17 point favorites? Four, 14? Yeah, something like it was that. Like it was the biggest ever. Yeah, and we end up being able to run the ball on them. Like Bowman was throwing darts all over the place, and like you know, it it looked fine until it didn't, obviously. But yeah, it was I too think, good. 
Yeah, that's true. So, like, Roderick scored, we beat the balls <laughs> down, we win the game. Yeah, that the the Browns thing this weekend brought back memories of that when Chubb could have fallen and <laughs> sealed the Man, game. Man, I they lose. <laughs> I just don't want to hear that. If, if there's two minutes left, and you're not about two scores, dude. Like that's that's on you if you lose. Yes, I agree. But it definitely would have ended the game. But the uh, but yeah, so I, I, you're right. Like it wouldn't surprise me if matchups be damned we just click because Donovan has shown to be a good quarterback, <laughs> you know, like I was, I was really surprised bad. to hear that they're splitting reps and, that, yeah. and maybe, they, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I mean, that, that worries me to be honest. Uh, they, so if, if it's true, then there is, you know, some serious reservations in their mind about Donovan. Yeah. That's weird to me. So the interesting thing to me, and obviously it's at the very end of the game, you got to kind of – I don't think the second-to-last series Barron was in, the last one, he could just get whatever he won because they were in really far deep yeah. back prevent. It was it was just pitch and catch at that point. But the series before that, the one thing I'll say about Barron that is very it's, – it's, it's like a flip and a switch compared to what Donovan does is whenever – you can just see how both of them process whenever they're like, – like once they take a snap. Baron is very like, boom, boom, here's where I'm going. Boom, boom, here's where I'm going. Yeah. It's almost very mechanical. Whereas with Donovan, he's going to sit there and then he's just going to kind of, he, you know, he may lock into the first guy and he's just like, eh, that's what I'm going to do. But he also may just sit there to his detriment where his clock doesn't go off. And he's just kind of sitting around and waiting maybe for the perfect, the perfect play. So, you know, it, it, as weird as it sounds, you know, maybe Baron, uh, who knows what's going to happen. But maybe Baron for what you need to do this weekend, and, and he can run just as just as well as it's a different running style. He can run just as well as Donovan can. He's, he's a he can't take the hits. Donovan, Donovan can, he just can't probably. take this. Yeah, but maybe his style as a quarterback is a better. I know this part sounds stupid, but is a better style to fit. But one, I, I do think he's the better style for this this offense in the long term when you track out both of their progressions. But I think. Uh, Maybe for right now, maybe he's a better style match for what you need to do in this game, which is a lot of quick hitters and a lot of quick, quick decision making. I guess That's Hunter, scary. it's a scary yeah. thought, though. Hunter always reminds me of this. Hunter always reminds me of this when I, like, when I was saying that Donovan should have been the starter over Shuck. Uh, you know, Hunter would say, "Well, I guess Kitley's an idiot then." You know, like. <laughs> I mean, in, in the simplest terms, I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, if you don't think your offensive coordinator can pick a starting quarterback, he's not good at his job. And so, and then, you know, there's the, the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So, I, yeah, the splitting reps thing is weird to me. And I, and I don't know what to make of Barron's last couple drives because NC State wasn't playing the same defense they were when Donovan was out there. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I do agree. Well, he threw a ball behind Brady Boy. That was it was a bad throw. It, it was a bad throw. But it, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not. I don't think there was anything predictive really about yeah. those two series for Baron, which which made me kind of hesitate. Like, why do it? Because I, I don't know that you like gain a ton from watching it. Maybe just like from him personally getting to, you know, take some snaps is one thing. But just from a, like watching it and being like, okay, uh, this is what he does, and this is going to project. You know, this is this is this is why we should be playing. And I, I don't know if you can gain that from those from those snaps. It would shock. I would be as shocked as I've ever been if he starts 
if he yes. if he if he plays in the first quarter. Yeah. I would outside of us throwing like two or three interceptions or you know to start the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, That's honestly some- why I thought that he played because maybe this I don't know maybe this makes doesn't make sense but to me we he got live game reps in a game that was kind of still up in the air and so if Donovan goes out and continues to not be aware and make poor decisions it won't be Barron's first snaps like you know that's that's kind of what it feels that's what it felt like to me yeah so whether that's right I don't know but and I mean and the the next step of that is splitting the reps 50 50 you know I mean (laughs) you know what I mean I think that is a progression from what you just described. Yeah. We, I, I don't think we can win the game with Barron at quarterback. That's my personal opinion. I, yeah. And this is because I think we'll see – you're kind of starting over. I, like, if you look – everyone says reps. I mean, it's almost like we're throwing away what we've, just, what we've done the last couple games with, yes. with Donovan. It's like the 10,000 hours rule, basically. Yeah, and it's like we've got to these, – these reps that we've invested in Donovan – have got to start paying off. And yeah. it's like, is, is it really worth like abandoning that this early in a, in a game where like, I don't, is it, I understand if you're playing like West Virginia or something or Kansas. And then, then like, and you're like, okay, we, we really have some concerns about him. Let's put Baron in and start getting those reps there in a game. That's we can, can manage and control a little better. Yeah. This, this yeah. is like a, not a good situation, but no. what no. do I know? No, the, the the thing too, like with with Donovan, is is like, is all this just experience for him to keep growing and learning? I think that's really what we're all kind of looking for. Is is that next step of okay? When is he going to make less mistakes and show growth forward? Because so far in the first couple of games, it's just been kind of the same the same thing back to back weeks. I, I would even take the same amount of mistakes, just less catastrophic <laughs> yeah, yeah like you true. can make the same amount of mistakes yeah it's just when the other team scores when we're playing offense that's bad <laughs> super bad very bad that is worst case scenario yeah and and i can't get out of my head most of the game against iowa state second half against baylor second half of the bowl game like he was a really good quarterback it's like so it's there it's somewhere um but I really, I really don't know what to expect from Saturday at all. Like, I, I have no, I, I you could, I've been pretty pessimistic. But I know the line surprised you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been very, I was really pessimistic. Then I rewatched NC State and realized the offense was like inches away from clicking, and so I became a little less pessimistic. But I don't know. I, so, it's, it's hard for. I have no. You could tell me anything happened, and I would believe you. The line is giving us a 30% chance, pretty much on the money. Hmm. Yeah. That, does that sound um, right? What, does that sound high or low or what? That sounds about well, right. That was, that was also what uh, – what, what's his name? Uh, Parker, who does the TC, the stats for everybody, the TCU guy. Oh, Parker. Who does the advanced analytics. Uh, his name's Parker something on Twitter. Anyway, he uh, he does his his predictive matchups. He he gave us the exact same. It was thirty percent chance that we were stats a war on Twitter. Yes, stats a war. I mean, to yeah. me, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is I do think I do think what goes into that, and I I was interested in, in y'all's take on this. Like we are getting demolished. Field. This will be the last thing. We're almost out of time. We're getting demolished field position wise, and like Joey doubled 
down on it to this week. Like we're going to, because to me, if you're going to return your kickoffs, you are going to continue to get demolished on it. And that's just a weird, it, for a team that's not going to be more talented than any team we play, it's a weird thing just to like light on fire to me. And we're going to return them. Uh, UT kicks it off intentionally short. They did yes. against UTSA. Yeah. Because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're kicking it high and it was landing at like the five to 10 yard line. Yeah. The only, and, and I just, I, the way that, you know, the way that, uh, you know, the way that coach McGuire talked about it, he was like, Oh, we're one guy away from breaking these. And I'm like, we, it's hard for us to see that without being able to see the all 22, you know, to see how close you are. Yeah, but especially I mean, when uh, you've got a flag on every other one. Well, that for one and two, it's like, unless you have a game breaking guy back there, unless you have a tank Dale or you at one point had a Jakeem Grant, what, what is the real advantage? How many of those drives are you ever going to get it past the 25 ever? One well, out sure. of if you're 20? returning it, it better be around 50%. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> yes. right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see over the next couple of weeks. I, that's, that's the thing too. I think with all this that we're talking about offense, special teams specifically, you've played three games so far with everything they're trying to do uh, with a, mostly a pretty young roster on both your special teams and on your, uh, your offense. I think you, you're probably three or four games away from really having a truly good feel for where this is going. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I said, that goes into my, I have no idea what to expect <laughs> because it's been so all over the place. Like, I don't know. I'm excited though. It's a, it's a good opportunity. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to be, we're going to be feeling really good if this, oh. 30, if this 30% comes through. Oh, I mean, we're like, all, if you're we're thinking going to be in Lubbock, the three of us will be in love. Yes. And yeah, we will like, be this having is a great match. from a, from an emotional standpoint to me, this is like a, a great bet because uh, like at 30%, the, the, you would need to kind of be pay out like three to one for that to be like, you know, that's like, if you're going to go to the casino, that would pay out about three to one, you'd be getting screwed a little bit, but like from an emotional, it would, this is going to pay out like a hundred to one. I mean, like, doesn't it feel like that? I mean, if we win, it's just like such a windfall. Of just like emotional high, and we yeah. got thirty percent. We got thirty percent chance apparently. So like I mean, that part is exciting to me. And if we're three and one after the first third of our season, we're we're, we're all going to feel like you're just playing with gambling money the rest of the year. Oh yeah, and you've got a really good shot to 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 win six or seven games at least. If we beat Texas on Saturday, we could lose the next two and be three and three, <laughs> and I'd still be happy. Like that's yeah. whatever that, that's loser mentality, whatever it is, what it is. I would not like, I would prefer it not to happen, but yeah, it's going to be a good week. I'm, I'm driving up Thursday. I got 11. I'm playing golf Friday morning with the infamous, uh, or he, he doesn't really say much on the website, but run the draw TT. So he was, we'll, how's he doing? He was very confident going into in, NC state. He, he recently said we have a 70% chance of win. Is what he's thinking. <laughs> there you I, go. Love, I love the optimism. Very optimistic. Hey, the only game I've been to in person before this one in the last three years was the Iowa State game last year. Guess what? And I, I jumped into your arms like a koala <laughs> on a tree. So, yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's a good omen. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the uh, maybe maybe y'all maybe y'all are the juice we need to pull this thing over the line. Juice. And, but how much – is there a Ben Golan tax? Because Ben Golan made the strange decision – 
to uh, oh, no. fly in at 6 a.m. No, he's driving. <laughs> oh, he's driving. Yeah, he's driving. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That guy. I don't know. I don't I don't agree with many of his life decisions, but that's another podcast. Yeah, he's like running off sponsors now. I mean, he's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he wants us to, to, to delay our hangout <clears throat> just so he can be involved. But yeah, so it's going to be a good weekend. But you're right. It will be the emotional payout will be incredible if, if we can pull this thing off. So that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it. All right. Well, we will that's see it. you guys next week. Here is Taylor. Go, Hunter.